Hello, my blooded Orcish brethren. You're listening to the Dare Daniel podcast, where you send us your most sadistic movie dares, and we suffer the consequences for your amusement. I'm Corky McDonald, local comedian and Elvish. You're an Elvish impersonator? I'm an Elvish impersonator. <laughs> <laughs> just like just like Elf Blake Rain. Just the like Blake Lachrano. This is an Elf alternate universe of <laughs> the identical. With me as always is Daniel Barnes, the film critic for the Sacramento News and Review and member of the San Francisco Film Critics Circle. Hey everyone, as Corky said on this show, you dare us to watch the most unwatchable films. And we review and rate them on our unique system. A run-of-the-mill bad film is just a dare. We give a double dare to those truly atrocious movies. And we reserve the reverse dare for those critically despised movies that are actually pretty good. Daniel also writes a craft beer column for the Sacramento Bee. So, Daniel, why don't you tell us a little bit about the beer you've picked out and poured tonight? Well, you responded pretty well to the hazy IPA that I poured last week, yeah, so I really decided good. let's let's go right to Moonraker, uh, an Auburn-based brewery, and they're only have been around for about two years now, a little under two years, but they're one of the breweries that really pioneered the hazy IPA. This one is called Hazy Does It, double IPA, northeast style, 8.5% alcohol, a lot of tropical kind of flavors on it. What did you think of it? I'm digging it. Yeah. Uh, I took a big swallow. It's very easy to drink. <laughs> very easy to drink. I would say it's a little more on the tropical fruit. It's not quite as citrusy as some of the other hazy IPAs have been, but it's very, very uh, fruit juice kind of flavor. Sort of like papaya in there. Um, really delicious stuff. We'll toast with this and pour a little bit of it out for our fallen orc homies as we review David Ayer's made-for-Netflix sci-fi cop movie, Bright. Netflix's first foray into the world of the big-budget blockbuster, Bright takes place in an alternate universe, contemporary Los Angeles, where orcs, elves, fairies, and other magical creatures live and work alongside humans. Yeah, Netflix has been making films for their subscription service since 2015, and they've worked with some some well-established directors like Bong Joon-ho on Okja and Noah Baumbach on Meyerowitz Stories. Both of those came out this year. Bright, budgeted at $90 million, is their first true attempt at a made-for-Netflix blockbuster. Although they don't release viewing statistics for their service, Netflix has claimed that Bright had the most first-week viewings of any Netflix movie to date, and they have already greenlit a sequel. But given that the nearly nine-figure budget and the above-the-title star power meant to put Netflix on par with the major studios, I think a pertinent question here is, would Bright have succeeded if it was just released two theaters as a blockbuster, or is this the true definition of a wait-for-Netflix movie? I had no idea that it was... $90 $90 million. Yeah, the money is not there on the screen. No. I don't know who has the money. I don't know where that money went. Unless half to two-thirds of it just went to Will Smith. Yeah, For right? him to look miserable. <laughs> uh, it, it's not... It, it looks a lot like other David Ayer movies. Right. Um, such, uh, well, he wrote Training Day, but he also wrote and directed End of Watch. Um, and it has that same kind of feel. It's almost like a sort of fantasy-tinged reboot of those kind of movies because you have the two partners. You have Will Smith's uh, Ward. He's the Ward. Get it? I got that. Yeah. Symbolism. This movie does not do things in a subtle way. Subtlety not huge on the agenda here. It's as subtle as a sledgehammer. It has an agenda. Mm -hmm. Subtlety is not on that agenda. Not at all. But Uh, would it have succeeded in the theaters... I don't think so. It feels very chintzy. Yeah. Don't you think? Like right. it, 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 not necessarily cheap, not, but it, it, it feels like a film that was heavily re-edited. It, uh, there, it, the construction is very bizarre. Very bizarre. It, there is a, uh, 
Will Smith just it he doesn't seem very interested in what he's doing. And as much as he is still a star, he hasn't really opened movies like a movie star in the last you no. know ten or fifteen years or so. And the the reason I'm really stuck on that number, the ninety million, it's because it seems big for a Netflix movie, but small for a big screen movie. So it's kind of this in between world. Well, like I say, it does feel as though it was heavily re-edited. What I mean, what, what you sort of have here is sort of a, a mashup of the the cop genre, cops in L.A. Living the life, you know, it's a violent world. There's uh, gangs, there's racial, you know, inequity. There's also there's corruption on the force. There's all these kind of normal things. But then there's this whole Lord of the Rings sci-fi element where there's orcs and there's elves and there's fairies and there's dragons. I think. Yeah, the the elevator pitch for this is Alien Nation meets Lord of the Rings. Yeah, That's exactly. exactly or is. End of Watch meets Lord of the Rings or yeah. Training Day meets Lord of the Rings. Mismatch yeah. partners and one is the first ever of his kind. And there's distrust throughout. But and it's it's clear from the first images of the movie, which are of uh, graffiti, uh, sort of racially charged graffiti, where it's sort of like Black Lives Matter graffiti, but it's all about orcs. Yeah. But again, like you said, it, it the the symbolism regarding the orcs and who they are in this world is like super unsubtle. You know what oh, I mean? No. Everyone's they all have hip hop gear on. They all have backwards baseball caps and jerseys and chains and stuff like that. And they all have like rap songs and they're doing like street graffiti and stuff like that. It's like, it's, it's so obvious, like what the commentary is here. Yeah. And yet it's also like the movie has so little interest in actually like building the world and following through on that, you know? And the lore that they create in this movie doesn't really paint orcs in the best light either. So there's not really reason that these people shouldn't despise works yeah right no they they literally like they sided they were in lead with the dark lord yeah they sided with the dark lord like it's not like you know they're obviously supposed to be the black people of this world although black people are also the black people of this world, right but like you said like black people didn't like make a deal with the dark lord two thousand years ago (laughs) like these orcs literally did and like it's very clear that they are like all sort of like sort of kind of got each other's backs in a way yeah Okay, so the movie opens with, as Daniel says, the graffiti telling us about class struggles and then cop cars zooming by. That's it. It's, it's just an interspersed of that with the You also over. see Rodea Drive, which is elves only. Yeah. Uh, the elves in this world live in a, a live in the central part of Los Angeles, which is – the skyline is, is different. It's sort of futuristic, and even though this is supposed to be contemporary Los Angeles. And they're like the elite class. Orcs are the lowest class, and I guess humans are, like, in the middle. That's exactly what it is. Uh, We open with Will Smith and his partner. Uh, It's obvious that Ward does not like his partner, Jacoby. Mm -hmm. He's ignoring him as Jacoby's trying to get a burrito. He's texting. And he is, all of a sudden, shotgun at point-blank range by an orc wearing... A hoodie. A hoodie. Yeah, exactly. No subtlety in this. No, not at all. And, I mean, it it is a fully unmotivated murder or or attempted murder. You know what I mean? It's not as though, like, he was chasing the guy and, like, he got away. He was just standing. The uh, ward, the cop, is just standing on the street waiting for his burrito. I thought we were going to get a backstory explanation about why he was targeted, but no. The guy just puts on a hoodie, walks out, pulls out a shotgun, and just, boo, blasts him right in the chest. Yeah, and Will Smith has uh, the powers of Method Man and Belly because he takes a shotgunning right to the chest and then shows up in the very next scene perfectly okay which here right here is i think the first example of like how how chaotic and how cluttered the editing of this world and the world building is because he gets shot and then there's sort of a kind of it's sort of almost a dissolve to him at home to ward at home he's up and walking around and immediately i was like so is this 
we started at the end and we're going back to the beginning? Exactly. Or yeah. is it like this is later and he's about to like it takes about ten minutes of people just blathering about yeah. fairies and orcs to finally get to like, yes, okay, this is several months later. Yeah. Will Smith has recovered and is now ready to go back on the force with his orc partner. Yeah, ninety seconds into the movie we've jumped <laughs> like, ten months or something. The, and but there's no ten months later no. and there's no it's it's cut in such a way to, as to be like this could easily be six months past yep. or six months later. And it's just know. like, it just starts with him talking about fairies. So we see he's got some domestic bliss going on. He's got an interracial, it's an interracial marriage, which again, subtlety. Yes. Everything is blending together <laughs> in case you missed. He's okay with different races, different cultures, but he doesn't like orcs. Ace orcs. Uh, there's some little bit of uh, wacky domestic hijinks that fairies are rodents in this world. Yeah, they're like pests. Yeah. So he runs around and like swats one with a broom. But he's a good guy. He's just a a regular guy. And then the grossest line of the movie is said after he kills the fairy. He (laughs) says, all fairy lives don't matter. (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, maybe 90 million went to Will Smith just to say that Right? Like, can you imagine? So here's the thing. Will Smith looks absolutely miserable. He looks so bored. I'm glad you brought this up. He looks so sad, and it's not as if he's playing a bored, sad, miserable character. Like, I'm honestly not even sure what kind of character he's playing because he kind of changes from as we'll get into. But his his lack of enthusiasm here is, like, really strong, and you don't feel like, oh, he's going for, like, a terse, like, you know, kind of thing. Like, it's just, like, he looks really uninterested. He's given up. Yeah. And that is, like, when you think of Will Smith, classic Will Smith, love him or hate him, he had a zest he, he for had performance. Charisma, he loved style. to be in front of the camera. He, the he loved to be up there. And God, he looks I so, this, so there, sad. There's two Will Smiths. There's I'm the shit, New Jack Will Smith, and then there's Schlubby Will Smith now. And he likes to go down, uh, Pursuit of Happiness. Hancock, he kind of did both. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. No, I get you. Uh, and this, he's just carrying that. Yeah. It, he almost It's almost like he's frowning in every scene. Yeah, but there's no basis for his character no. to be like he – like you said, he has a – he's very happy with his family. He's got a house. He's got a job. I mean, we we do see some issues on the forest, but like at yeah. this point – There's money problems, but who doesn't have those? Yeah, he's know? not like – he's this soul-searching kind of character. You right. Know? Jacoby, his orc partner, shows up, and we find out right away that – He's just awkward. He's yeah. just an awkward person. And yeah, socially awkward person. Uh, orcs, like they, they have sort of, they're, they're very human-like, but they have kind of animal senses. Yeah. And he's very uncomfortable to be around. You know, he's very strong and slow. But he's the only likable person so far. It's, he, it's not even close. He's not nice even to close. The kid. And Joel Edgerton, again, compared to Will Smith, Edgerton, not an actor I love, but he's at least, God, making an effort. It, it's an effort in vain a lot of times. I didn't know who Joel Edgerton was, so when you said it, I don't know why, but I imagine Peter Krause <laughs> from <laughs> Sports Night wow. and Parenthood, which I think would have Way been off. a much more interesting movie. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> Cast against type. Before we go on, I think one thing is that is interesting is that at, at one point they're they're kind of doing some world building. Like really, the whole first half of this movie is world building to explain like where orcs are, where elves are, and this what, what everyone is in this world. Yeah. Uh, at one point, they're watching on a laptop what appears to at first be a news report about like issues with orcs and stuff, and it turns out to be the Joe Rogan podcast. They're, they're watching like, the Joe Rogan podcast. This is where people get their news in this world. And he's interviewing an orc. But I li- <laughs> I actually like that, because Joe Rogan would be the guy to have an orc on. To no, totally about. right. And he'd be telling the orc that the orc doesn't know about DMT or something, <laughs> or some kind of salva that he needs to take to really experience being an orc. 
But yeah, you're right. They they reinforce everybody hates orcs. The gangsters, the cops, the good people. Uh, and the the apparently the mom is just an awful Will Smith's wife is just an awful human being cuz she keeps telling her daughter your dad's going to die. Yeah, right. His new work partner's going to get him killed. Yeah, like this is like a par- a big talking point that the kid finally needs to bring it up to Will Smith. Night like, night, you know, mom mom always is talking about how you're going to die, dad. Like brings I'm, it up a couple I'm times. Four. <laughs> like we Get establishing shots of the city. There's a dragon flying over it. Uh, there's a centaur cop doing crowd control as they're mm. driving through. These were the touches I liked. Uh, maybe I should. I should. I liked this movie. Did I, you really like it? I did. Really? I, th- the first time I noticed that I liked it because the uh, Jacoby the orc, his ear twitches quite a bit, <laughs> and I was. I'm like, I'm noticing that, and I like that. I like that little touch. <laughs> D- don't get me wrong. This movie's very flawed. Oh my god! Very yeah. Flawed. Well, we'll get into it. Yeah, I, I we'll kind of get into this, but I think my big issue with the movie is so like you have the one level, which is the sort of co- the orcs in this world, right? And it's a, a cop movie, right? So you have that level. Let's explore this whole world because it's sort of this funhouse mirror version of of our society, right? And we're going to comment on this. So like the elves are the elite, and the orcs are the low, and you know all this kind of stuff's going on. Like, literally at the halfway point, it becomes a movie about, like, finding magical wands <laughs> with, like, particular rules. A villain does not even appear until, like, halfway through. And then I, I have no idea what her motivation was. Like, at a certain point, it's like, that's just too much yeah. to add onto an already very rickety, overloaded kind of, like, yeah. high-concept idea to all of a sudden be like, this now needs to be, like... A save the world, yeah. Find a magical wand, treasure of the Sierra Madre. Everybody's going after the same target. Exactly, like it, just just be end of watch with orcs. You, you know what no, I mean? I got you. The movie's very flawed. Yeah, um, but I, I will say it's it's consumable. It's watchable. I mean, maybe that again part of it is seeing it as a made for Netflix movie and not as a movie that you a movie you pay eleven dollars a month for the service as opposed to eleven dollars <laughs> for a two hour movie. Because even if you don't like Bright, for the same price, you get the whole rest of Netflix, right? (laughs) So there's a lore to the film. Uh, I mean, it opened with a prophecy, a line from some prophecy. Apparently 2,000 years ago, shit went down with the Dark Lord. The orcs chose a side, and that's why everyone hates them. Ike Barinholtz is pissed. I mean, he's just mad. He's just in his face yelling (laughs) out of nowhere. There's like a little reveal that I guess the orcs fought on the wrong side in World War II. They were on the side of the Nazis. (laughs) The orcs just... Says, There's a lot of reasons to hate orcs. <laughs> yeah, orcs like this is very, really like this is good reason. Either they have just the worst PR, or they just <laughs> make bad decisions. <laughs> they're the bad boyfriend of this world. We get a training day montage where they're riding around, and he's grilling Jacoby. Are you a cop first, or are you orc first? We should say he thinks that. And everybody thinks that the orc, that Jacoby let that guy go. And I mean, here's another, like, this strain of the movie where we kind of go back to what happened with uh, Ward getting shot by the cop, or getting shot by the orc, okay? Yeah. So now we're going back and saying, we, we think that when afterwards, when the orc, uh, Jacoby chased after the orc who shot Ward, that he intentionally let him go to protect to protect the orc, yeah. right? So it's that he's not on the side of the cop. He's so, clan first. Yeah, exactly. So it's just like, that's again that's enough like that's enough we don't like we get event eventually we just jump off like we kind of jump on and off of this yeah like whenever like the movie takes a break for magical wands it's like okay let's just jump back onto the did you really do this or not yeah. you know what i mean we so we get the training day style where he's asking are you cop first and they were watching cops just be awful to orcs like just beating them, yeah right in the in the middle of the street and broad daylight this is where i was like oh, this doesn't really paint him well because the orc 
Jacoby says, badge is more important to me than the air I breathe. Yeah. It's all I want. I am a cop and only a cop. Yeah. But no, why? There's but no, why? Just wanting to enforce and and to force obeyance, that's not a redeeming trait. It, that's not even it, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, 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 because, like, it, it would have made sense if we'd have got a taste that, like, Jacoby, like, really liked some of those sort of fascist a- aspects of his job. Right? But he is the one who is, like, right on the line. He's the one who's towing the line. He's yeah. the one who's like, hey, guys, let's pull this back. You know, he he's the clean cop exactly. in this world. So it's like, seriously, what is your motivation? Because even the clean cops are just beating the shit out of out of random orcs, yeah. right? The, the movie says cops are cops because cops. Yeah. And that's it. That's the only justification you get for these guys wanting to be police officers. Exactly. We should also, man, one thing I, we kind of skipped over with Margaret Cho, who plays uh, sort of the sergeant of yeah. this group, although she's also corrupt, as we find out. It's sort of the just clunkiness of the kind of central metaphor of basically that, like, orcs are black people in in this world. I mean, having Will Smith and Margaret Cho... Have a conversation where they're complaining about diversity. Yeah, is just so like, oh god, like you would really, like only a white dude could think of that. You know what I mean? <laughs> and this movie was written by Max Landis, right? A very dumb white dude, and yeah. directed by David Ayer, dumb white dude. So it's like, God, no one else could ever even write something that that because it, do, it it does like the fairy lives matter thing. It doesn't play it for like that's their flaw. This is a flawed character. It doesn't play it like that. It plays it straight. It's it just it like, like yeah, like a kill line or something. Yeah, exactly. They respond to a call on a crazy guy wielding a sword, speaking gibberish. Which movie shorthand tells you that that's not gibberish. He's talking. He's, oh no, he's spitting real facts. Yeah. Right there for you. <laughs> so this guy's a, a member of the Shield of Light, which is some weird. None order. of this stuff matters, honestly. Like this, <laughs> this the first half of the movie should be twenty minutes long, and it's like an hour long. It doesn't matter because. This guy never comes up again, and like the information he, he comes imparts, up one more time and then goes away forever. But it's not important. Nope. Any of the information, like all of that, just could have been done somewhere else. This is a soul, like almost a separate adventure. It's just expository. that they like go out and arrest this guy, yeah. and then come back, and then he leads them to like another thing, and that leads them. So it's like three things down the road. They finally get to what the actual plot of the movie is. A total about. separate character could have handled all this exposition. It didn't. He didn't. None of this needs to happen. Right. And we, we also, in very short order, get introduced to infer- internal affairs mm. who want Will Smith to bug his partner, yeah. his orc partner. And then two minutes later, we get introduced to the magical task force. Like, this movie, every few minutes is about a different thing. It yes. just constantly is like, this is just about this now. And every pairing is so contrasted like the elvish magic magical task force the, the the sleek elite elvish guy is matched with the schlubby a really big, big fat human dude big fat human guy the uh internal affairs is an indian and uh uh asian guy yeah exactly um like east asian guy so it's just all mixed up like everything it's like diversity we got diversity oh yeah we but, just hate orcs just orcs. <laughs> who by the way are like nazi like, satanists i guess <laughs> <laughs> but ah it's racist to hate orcs yeah, we also kind of get introduced to what is sort of the MacGuffin here, which is the, this magical wand. And the Inferni. And the Inferni. Mm-hmm. Um, someone just mentions the wand at this point. Like, right. like I said, the actual villain does not show up until about halfway through the movie. Right. So we, we find out that three magical wands are needed to raise the Dark Lord. Does this ever come up again or matter at all? No. no. The Dark, no. Dark Lord is not referenced Dark again. Lord does not come up at all in the final half of the movie. You think it's like a big thing. Everyone's talking about the Dark Lord. Yeah. This is the graffiti. The Dark Lord's coming. Yeah. Lord Dark of the Lord. Rings, they don't go like five minutes without mentioning Sauron. or Right? Sauron. Like, let's remember where we're heading here. And exactly. this is just like, 
Dark Lord and then no Dark Lord. No. Uh, so we, we learned about the Inferni, which are elves uh, trying to bring back the, the Dark Lord. We learned about Brights. Brights are magic wielders in the world. Because while magical creatures exist... Magic doesn't really exist in this world. There are certain not, people who can wield the wand. Yeah, but it's not a regular thing. You can't just magic a parking ticket away. No, it needs like to that. be a wand. Exactly. The wand is the magic. The wand is somebody describes it as a, a weapon or as like a, a, a magical, like a, a genie in a bottle or yeah. something like that. Yeah, it's. But if you are not a bright, which is someone who can wield the wand, which is like the opening quote of the prophecy. Yeah. Uh, then you'll just die and cause an explosion. Exactly. And uh, humans are not brights, or they're one in a million, as they say at one point. So we uh, respond to a call with Ward and Jacoby at a building, and this is kind of where this part of the movie begins. Which, again, like, why the dude with the sword? If they're just going to respond to a call at this building, <laughs> just and, like, right again, there. the one's just the MacGuffin. It's just a thing everyone's chasing. Yeah, you're you know absolutely what I mean? right. <laughs> like, why was that in the whole movie? It they was could just have so explained as they're going through that building, all the shield of light graffiti. That's all and, it needed, yeah. yeah. But this is where, again, like I did like things, and I liked this. There was a, an effect in this room where they realized they're dealing with magic. There's a woman, elf-looking woman, who's half wall. Her blood is – her veins are bleeding into the wall. It's really hard to describe if you haven't seen the movie. Yeah, but they know it's magic. They know it's magic. Somebody did this magic to her, and it was just a neat effect. There's a shootout at the building. They find a wand, and they call for backup. And who responds but the four cops that hate Jacoby the, the most? four cops. I know, right? <laughs> and Margaret Cho, the captain, is there. Yeah. Their boss is there. Oh, uh, they also chase down a, an elf woman who's doing – who's freaking out and is talking gibberish. She's in the car with Jacoby. Yeah. Ward is in the building with the four corrupt cops. And she's sort of like the manic pixie. I mean, she's, she's sort Le- of like. She's uh, Lilu from Fifth Element. That's what I was going to say. She's Mia Jovovich from Fifth that's Element. She's, she's just this manic sprite who doesn't really speak very much and has wild hair and just is like. Oh, she's she's sort doing of, improv 101. Look yeah. at the weird wide eyes at the world. What is around Yeah, me? absolutely. So the corrupt cops tell, look, you got to go kill your partner. We're taking this one. And this was another part where I did like this movie because. If you have this thing where magic wands can do anything, I could see how that – I like when the when movies are built into a world where there's the actual things. There's the real world problems that come with that stuff. Totally, if yeah. You, if you have a world where magic wands can do anything, yeah, there would be people who obsess their whole life with what they would do with that magic wand. Absolutely. And so wands are so rare in this world and, and – uh, um, Coming across one that just is out there with with no owner or anything like that, it kind of drives everyone insane. Uh, it's just like finding a big pot of gold. Sort of uh, trespass was that the movie about? Oh uh, yeah, you know it's sort of the same thing. Or even um, or just regular cops finding cocaine that they don't have to take back to the lab. Absolutely, room. I mean that's the that's the thing here, right? Is like okay, we found this thing. You're either on, you're either with us or you're against yeah. us. You go kill your partner who we hate anyway, or we're going to kill or you. Or you're both dead. They're threatening his life. Yeah, it's kind of leads you that he's going to kill him. And yeah. he's pissed. Well, he wants answers first. He yeah. wants answers about the incident of, with the shooting that opens the film. Yeah. Did he protect – did he let the criminal get away? And it turns out the criminal just got away anyway. The, he did help an orc get away. Exactly. But it was a graffiti tagger. He, he chased the wrong guy. He lost the right guy, chased the wrong chased guy. Chased the wrong guy down an alley and figured the cops are just going to kill this guy. So he's a, he's a moral character. Exactly. Our only moral character in this yeah, movie so far. The Nazi Satanist. <laughs> And it turns out he's not going to betray his partner. Yeah. He sets it up, John Woo style, turns around slow motion. Nick can see the cops who kind of come up behind Will Smith and are sort of like, if they're talking about this, then maybe you know Will Smith needs to go too. 
Will Smith is sort of like, who are they and where are they standing? And then instantly turns around as the song starts playing in slow motion and just starts like unloading into them. And it kind of goes in this sort of CGI enhanced way where the camera like swings around him and then you see him from the back all while it's happening in slow motion. And he just turning around like mows mows them down, mows down four people like that. We have not established that he is like this is not his character from Suicide Squad, where like they they spend a lot of time showing like <laughs> he's not look how Lawton. great this guy is with a gun. Like let's do a bunch of scenes where this guy is amazing with the gun. He just turns around and just white, wastes a bunch of people like an action. As far as we know, he's just a normal cop. Yeah, like we have not seen him do anything. Three of the four of them are down by the time the camera swings around. Nothing heroic. Yeah, he's done nothing action hero like. He's done nothing heroic or anything like that. But suddenly it's just like this is like the first action scene. Yeah. That actually happens in the movie, and that's like how it's disorganized true. this movie is. Yeah. They needed it to happen in this awesome sort of way. It couldn't just be a whap, 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 sloppy kind of like cut kind of thing. It needed to be a big like swoop the camera around as he like wipes out these four people in slow motion before they can even draw their guns. Right. So it's just like, man, this movie is just all fucking over the place. It there's is. so much background for the world, and there's so much background needed for the, the story. That, like, there's no background for any of the characters. Yeah. And so every decision that they make and everything they do is just kind of confusing and comes out of nowhere. And like you said, we're, we're an hour into this movie, but there's still an hour, a little over an hour to go. Uh, we, and we are barely into what we've got to talk about. <laughs> so uh, the uh, local gangbangers show up at the thing because they've heard cops shooting about us and they've heard rumors about a wand. And now this is the, another part of the movie I like that the whole – Everybody's after this one. Exactly. Thing. So this starts this kind of chase. My favorite part for the wand of the, the thing about the movie. Yeah, it kind of reminded me actually of another David Ayer movie that he wrote called Dark Blue. Oh, I've Have seen, you seen that. that? Yeah. So it's sort of like set during the riots, but it's about like a dirty cop, and the the sort of conclusion of the film is sort of like the riots are happening, but he's being chased too. So it's just sort of like yeah, a cop alone on the streets. No one's on his side. Like the cops aren't on his side. The criminals are after him. Police officers are after him. Everyone's after him because he has this amazingly, you know, valuable thing. Yeah. And he's got an orc partner who everyone hates. So, yeah, this is probably the best part of the movie. It starts a car chase, actually, with yeah. the his, Hispanic gang, yeah. who uh, the leader wants it because he's in Poison. a wheelchair. Yep. Yeah. Walking. As soon as people know there's a one. I mean, again, this is just like having a billion-dollar bill, yeah. you know, in your pocket. It's just a license to do anything you want. So we get a good car chase. They're on the run. I don't know if we got a good car chase. <laughs> I like the deaths. We there got were, a car chase. There some, yeah, you're right. It's not a good car chase. We got some cars. There were some pretty good deaths. Some, some that made me go, whoa, shit. Yeah, I wasn't I, expecting that. That's kind of typical with David Ayer. Like, he amps up the violence. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, Suicide Squad was PG-13, but have you ever seen Sabotage? Uh, no. It's this Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. and it's, it's Then no. Basically like a Ten Little Indians kind of like there's a group of people and they're dying one at a time kind of thing. Okay. But it's also about dirty, dirty. Uh, I think they're drug enforcement officers. Sensing a trend with David Ayer. Yeah, right? Dirty cops, dirty Nobody's DA. clean. No, exactly, yeah. Um, but that movie would just go into these like spasmodic, like someone would die and it would be like just like gore everywhere. And it's like, holy shit, that was a major character who just got their like face ground into the <laughs> into meat, you know? So Layla's played by Numi Rapace. And again, I, I'm, I'm sort of like with Edgerton, I'm giving her credit for like making an effort. You know, yeah. I wouldn't necessarily say it's like a, a really great performance or anything like that, but she makes an effort. Her motivation though is very confusing. So she's the owner of the wand. The wand was stolen from her by the sort of uh, sprite, the Lilu 
uh, girl, the the Tika. Tika, Tika, who is now under the protection of Jacoby and, and Ward. He's the ward. Do you see? I get that. Do you get that? I, the first time I said I got it, but I was lying. This time I totally Do you get see? It. Because yeah. he's the ward. He's the ward. And he's a ward. <laughs> ward. Tika stole the, the... Yeah, Tika stole the wand because I guess Layla's evil. I, just, I don't know what Layla wanted. Did she want to raise the Dark Lord? Because it seems like she just wants her wand back. That's the one thing the crazy guy said. They want to bring back the Dark Lord. They're going to use it to bring back the Dark Lord. Right. But again, she just seems like she just wants to get her wand. Yeah. Like that's her one motivation is like she her wand has been stolen by Tika and now she wants to get the wand back. They go to this the punk rock club that the elves kind of first catch up to them there. Like they sort of are, are sort of following behind them they, at the crime scene and they kind of knock everybody out of the crime. They kill everyone still alive at the crime scene. Mm-hmm. Go into this punk rock club. Like slice and dice people like it is just – Chewing gum. The violence like, is very casual. They fly in and are just like doing backflips. They're leaping everywhere. It is established they are super fast, super strong, super deadly, super homicidal. They can survive explosions. Yeah. They can survive anything. After the scene is over, the three, the trio, War Jacopy, Antica, they just simply walk off. <laughs> like they walk off. It is established these guys could just slice right into them, but they constantly are just letting them go away yeah. and move on to the next thing. And then eventually they catch up with them again and then let them walk away. They slaughter a Latino family. They slaughter this whole dance club. They so sl- easily too. And so easily. Th- it's a cut to Jacoby Ward and Tika just coming out of a door into an alleyway and walking out. <laughs> just sort of like limping Woo! away. Like let's carry each other off. So we run into back into Sheriff Rodriguez, who is a friend of Ward. He's, uh, but this guy's name should have been Dead Meat because you knew he, he was gone the second he's there trying to arrest them. And everybody's listening in on cell phones. Any mention of Magic Wand gets the Magic Task Force and mm-hmm. the Inferni who have hacked into a – they're magic, but they got to hack into a cell tower. Exactly. So they, now the Inferni are after them, which yeah. are the super powerful magic people. The Magic Task Force led who, by – We don't know their motivation. We're not sure about them, and honestly, I'm still not sure. Every cop on the force is after them because they've murdered four cops, apparently. Also, gang members are after them. Yeah. Everybody's after them. Everybody's after them. And I'm like, yeah, this is like Warriors meets Lord of the Rings. they got to get back to Coney, but they're not going to take off their jackets because they're badasses. If you think about the Warriors, all they had to do was take off their jackets and they could have gone For sure, right? Like, just just take off the vest and the Warriors. they're not chain checkers. Uh Uh-uh. All right, so, but the orcs catch up with Jacoby, Tika, and Ward and take them to the church. Fog, we meet Fogtooth and his gang, or is it the Fogtooth gang, or is his name, his name's not Fogtooth. No idea. It's the Fogtooth gang. This is gang. The, the Orc gang, right? Yeah, the Orc gang. Yeah. And I like this guy, the Fogtooth, le- the gang leader, because uh-huh. he sits there and he explains, you know, like, I'm not a bad guy. I was a bus driver. Everybody got along in Miami. LA's fucked up. LA's a Yeah, yeah, right. Up. LA is the fucked up, the, you know, thing, not society yeah, or Yeah, culture's meshed in Miami. Uh, here, I have to be a bad guy, so I'm being a bad guy, you know? Yeah. And we also, at this point in the movie, have finally got some emotional stakes. Mm. But, okay, so we've got the wand, yeah. right? You know, But it's sort of like, what are Ward and Jacoby and sort of what's in it for them? Because you sort of start out with like Ward's family and think, maybe this is something? No. Yeah, no. Jacoby, his but no, doesn't really get a backstory, right? So this is where we finally get some information about Jacoby and sort of who he is, that he's unblooded. Yeah. Right or no? Blooded? No, he's, he's unblooded. He's, he's unblooded because he's didn't have. His right. father was a pussy. His grandfather was a pussy. And in orc culture, you have to do an, an act of bravery or right. violence to be blooded. So he's like even amongst the Nazi Satanists. Yeah, he's like the worst amongst all of them. And then he files his teeth. They call him a round tooth. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. So every they they all sort of have like wart hog yeah. kind of giant um, teeth up there. 
And so they have a long conversation in the bathroom while they're sort of hiding out uh, from the all the people who are going after them. And one of my favorite things is there's graffiti on the wall behind them at one point. And it, it's, it's like, there's not much effort they put into like the design of this. It says, I love orcs, nobody. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, no effort. It's a not all. joke. I love like, orcs, I not. Seriously. Somebody tagged a not joke. Yeah, like, that's a, like, some, like, $90 million. Production design is just really lazy. So they're going to – they they go back and forth. They're going to kill him. They decide they're going to kill him. And they the, decide the son's going to kill the him. The son is going to kill As, him. This is going to be like his blooded He's moment or something blooded. like that. But uh-oh, oh, twist. Uh-oh. It's the little tagger. It's the one he let, get he away. let him go. So it's like, oh, man. Jacoby's fairness and his righteousness in dealing with people has saved the day once again. Nope. The son just leaves, and then the dad shoots him. You didn't need that. He doesn't do it. does nothing. There's like a big swell in the soundtrack like, yes, Jacoby was right. Yeah. You should treat the, all the orcs with fairness and respect. And then the son just walks off like, I can't do it. And the dad's like, I understand. Blast! <laughs> and murders him. <laughs> like that's... That, Hey, the kid is still kind of a party to this, right? He would have heard the gunshot. He did not leave. The- he didn't really leave. Like, he was kind of there, you know? <laughs> like, there's no way he didn't know that was going on. They toss him into the deep pit. They toss his dead body into the deep pit below the church. And right away, Tika leaps to the wand yep. and is able to wield it enough to bring him back. Which, at this point, I was like, the fuck didn't she do this way earlier? Like, Why right? Did- and also, she... she- now says uh, reveals she can actually speak talk, too. It's just one of those like really God like she doesn't have to act crazy. Literally, weird. this whole movie is like over if you just start act like a fucking normal. Yeah, if Frodo and Sam just ride the eagle to Mount Doom, <laughs> I know, right? Like that was an option the whole time, right? So then, when Tika brings Jacoby back to life, he raises up, and then the orcs all look at him, and one orc in a witch doctor mask says, "This is the prophecy. He is risen," and they all kneel, and suddenly. Because of some prophecy we don't know about, they all let them go now. They're no longer right. going to kill them and, and be dead. It's just lazy screen, right? Yeah. That, that's some bullshit. Absolutely. This happened because because reasons. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So now – and then we see the cost of the magic. She's yeah. starting getting black blood across her face and coming out of her mouth. Yeah. She's starting to die. She's starting to die because – Reasons. It's Reasons. never explained it's why magic. Whatever magic is, what magic does, it, man. It kills the people who use it. Don't argue with magic. No. So now, and it's just really a point to get them back to the original spot for whatever reason. Maybe that's because that's easy for the inferno to find them there. Right. They can't take her to a hospital, and she says, "I have to go to the pool." They figure out that the pool is back at the original spot she was at. Now, this was another bullshit part because we see that the Inferni, one of the members of the Inferni, is there hiding out. He's right. under a table. All this movie is set up that orcs can smell. He even says earlier, I smell somebody here. Mm-hmm. There's somebody else here. Mm-hmm. He Now he can't smell anything. No. He has no clue that, there's, runny nose that there's a house full of Inferni. Yeah. Tika knows. She says they're coming. And again, like, why hide if you're a, a straight-up killing machine you've literally murdered like, the whole club just stand in the middle of the living room and then when they come in murder them like yeah. you don't really need the whole like element of surprise right but still using magic they're able to wipe out pretty much all of the elves except for layla but uh you know she's not dead because you've watched a movie before you know unless right. they show this character ripped <laughs> apart she's still alive somehow which leads to will smith's immortal kill line you never know swipe left which is just like Tinder exists in this orc and fucking dragon world. Like, 
it, it appears that Layla is, has the upper hand. She's yeah. returned. She has the upper hand. Will Smith is like, I'm going to grab this one. Hold on. Before that, we get the big reveal. Tika and Leela are sisters. Ah, okay. They're sisters. Yeah, and guess what? That does not matter. Does not matter. No, but it's so unimportant. Yeah. Because, like, what was the journey there? For, nope. like, none. It's not nothing. like she's afraid of killing her. She says, I'm going to kill her. It's like, I'm going to kill her. Like, they'll steal wands. Like, yeah. whatever. Uh, so Ward decides he's going to grab the wand because as a non-bright, he will grab it and the entire room will explode and they'll all die. They'll right. take the elves with them, even though it's been established they can survive explosions. But somehow like, this is going to work. This is like the fourth time Will Smith has mentioned he's going to die tonight. Yeah, right? Yeah. And I'm like, you guys have – you are awful parents for that poor Jesus, child. man. You have like, no regard. Every cop we watch, they're filter. like, I just want to get home to my child. I just want to get home. <laughs> he's like, fuck it. We're dying. Let's like, die. I guess we're just going to die. I'm into it. Yeah. But instead of exploding, it turns out he's a fucking bride. He's a bride. Oh, my God. Which has been like teased. Yeah. So obviously throughout the film, including the guy with the sword and the prophecy, which I guess is the only reason he was in there, was to like give away the ending. He said he was blessed. And again, this goes back to like the convolution of the characters. Yeah. The journey of finding out that Will Smith is a bright or that Ward is a bright is like not the journey that his character has been on this entire film. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. His journey has been towards sort of accepting that his orc partner is a human yeah. and has like a per, you know has some value and is like a good a good person yeah. right it's not that he's an actual like magical character or anything like yeah. that or that like we have not been focused on anything that would lead us to this conclusion except that there's been a bunch of talk about prophecies and about some a human picking picking up a wand and being upright or something right nonsense. and i wrote ahead of time i'm like jacoby's about to get blooded somehow and he's, then he, sure enough the, the orcs just show up and are like <laughs> Jacoby makes it out. They say, don't go back in. They make a couple of connections based on context. And they're like, you were a hero and you're blooded now. Yeah, they, yeah, they were just over there <laughs> they watching. They were just over there. Like, With a knife in their hand. There's cops everywhere. They just slice their hands <laughs> slice and their hand. blood them into the – so. And then uh, as they're sort of sitting together, Ward is seriously injured. Um, Jacoby is sort of comforting him. And he says, fuck magic. Even though he's a magician. It's a bright. Great line. And then the camera the sort of starts to pull away. It's like wreckage. It's sort of like the end of Die Hard kind of ending. And so mm-hmm. the movie comes to a close. No, it goes on for 10 more minutes. <laughs> uh, and then we get a whole thing with the magical task force. Finally, a, a function for the magical task force that has been in this movie the entire time. Which is not really a function. It, they just basically covered up. Sort of LA Confidential style ending where it's like, okay... Everyone's a hero, live or dead, corrupt or whatever. You know, like you're all heroes, so let's just, you know. Exactly. That's just how it's going to go. And it, it ends with the metal ceremony. It, yeah, it could have ended at that diehard moment. It could have ended in the hospital room where Jacoby is obviously not good at being a cop because he's telling him too much. Yeah. And they only want just the facts to put in. And then we get the Star Wars medal ceremony at the end. Yeah. Which again, yeah, it had like three separate endings. Yeah. None of them necessary. Or. One of them was only none of, But none of them was. You know, I mean, it's just the, again, it's, it's just the theme of the movie. It's just it's like, this is a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. Sorry that the uh, going through the plot was all over the place, but that's what this that's movie what is. It is. It's like all I said, it, it starts as something totally different every about 10 minutes. Yeah. So now it's about magic. Now it's about orc society. Now it's about these partners. Now it's about corrupt cops. Now it's about magic again. You know, it's just like, it's so. So convoluted and very, which I think made the film, it's two hours long and it kind of feels a little bit longer. I it thought. does. Um, and I think that's why it's because there is no flow at all. Starts and starts and starts and starts. Interesting you bring that up. Let's uh, let's do our, our summation. Recapping, a dare is sort of for uh, just your run of the mill bad film, your watchable bad film. Double dare is Double something. dare is like an unwatchable bad film. Yeah. 
uh, and then the reverse dare is this was actually pretty good. I'm at dare. I I felt like again this is probably because it was on Netflix and I didn't just go out and pay twelve dollars to for a ticket to see this movie. It was consumable. It was totally consumable. Like I sat there watching it and not like necessarily hating myself, hating the movie a little bit, but sure. you know. It was a consumable film, so I'm going to go with a dare. I'm going to go reverse dare. Yikes. Yeah, because I actually kind of liked it. Bless. I liked more of it than I disliked. I liked the central idea of magic in a, in a real world. I liked the lore to it. I liked the little touches, the real world touches of it. I liked the treasure of the Sierra Madre, everybody going after the, the one MacGuffin. So I liked enough of that to overlook, yeah, it's the editing destroys this it's movie. It's brutal. Really and bad. They, they throw too much. And here's here's the thing I wanted to bring up. You talked about how would this succeed in the th- movie theaters. Why did Netflix do this? It almost seems like they got Will Smith and said, well, we have to do it like a blockbuster. Exactly. If this had been an episodic six-episode thing, Interesting. they could have dived into so much more, broken it up. Sort in of one slowly a- built the world. Exactly. And, yeah. But because they got Will Smith, it's almost like, well, he's a big action star, big blockbuster movies. We have to do it like that. Yeah. So we, we talked a little bit. They're, they have already greenlit a sequel. You're right. The one sort of intriguing thing to me about that is that basically everyone's coming back except for screenwriter Max Lane. Uh, David Ayer apparently it started as a Max Landis script. David Ayer rewrote it, the script, and I think has co-script credit on it. But he is apparently going to write the script himself as opposed to Max Landis. And I feel like if I were to kind of figure out what is a Landis element of this film and what is an Ayer element of the film, it's mostly the Landis elements of the movie that really don't work for me. Land- Max Landis is sort of known for a kind of high concept fantasy okay. stuff, right? Sort of like High concept premise, you know, but I feel like where this movie goes wrong is in the constant need to like inject those fantasy elements in there as opposed to just making it part of the world. Again, like the orcs and elves and fairies and magical task force, that's enough to deal with without a whole thing involving brights, which is like, I guess, kind of the main part of the movie. But like, I feel like if you could kind of carve away some of the junk around the margins of this and really just focus on it being a sort of cop movie with these fantasy elements as opposed to like a fantasy movie with cop elements or or whatever it tried to be you know if there's just a little more focus to it that could work on the other hand i would also be watching a sequel to bright so i can't say i'm excited at all (laughs) all right so we've discussed our issues what is everybody else saying about this movie Critics have not liked the movie, and the movie, it, it did get a theatrical release in New York, I believe, just to qualify for awards, which, holy shit, <laughs> is that <laughs> is that optimistic or what? Uh, but it has a 29 on Metacritic, has a 28 on Rotten Tomatoes. Jesus. Uh, yeah, both pretty low. Like we said, it was a $90 million, it was a $90 million deal that Netflix acquired it for, and then it started shooting. So I guess it was budgeted at $90 million. For Netflix, it's more about showing to their membership or potential members, hey, we have the new Will Smith movie. Yeah. And we're the only ones who have it. And we've already greenlit a sequel. Yeah, exactly. So it's more about the it's coded success. impression of Netflix as opposed to let's get the actual butts in the seats yeah. kind of thing. You know? so Interesting. It's, it's hard to say, did it make its money back or not? No idea. Right. All right, that's all we have for you on this episode of Dare Daniel, but we'll be back next week with a review of Cameron Crowe's much-loathed Aloha, starring Bradley Cooper, Rachel McAdams, Emma Stone, and Bill Murray. In the meantime, send your most sadistic movie dares to us at daredaniel.com. Hopefully it'll be done by the time this airs. (laughs) You can also reach us at an unspecified Facebook page and unknown Twitter handle. 
And you can read more of my film reviews at newsreview.com. You can also read my craft beer column at sackb.com. Corky, where can people consume your work? I'm at the Sacramento Comedy Spot every Friday and Saturday. Look at comedyspot.com calendar and go ahead and look me up on Twitter at Corky Knievel. Are orcs allowed in this club? What's that? Are orcs allowed at the Comedy Spot? Or is it a... Fuck no. <laughs> okay. I was Pig, not... Pigskins. skins. <laughs>